Pastor Xavier Reese explains God, the epitome of truth, demands the same of man. Numbers 23, 19. God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he said, and will he not do? Or has he spoken, and will he not make it good? Yes, he will. He can't lie. And since we're created in His image, He requires the same of us because we have the potential. Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. Fabrication, exaggeration, or misleading statement. Although we might refer to these as little white lies, no matter how big or small, the Bible still commands that we do not bear false witness against our neighbor, or anyone else for that matter. Pastor Xavier continues our Simple Truth series of the Ten Commandments, honoring honesty, a virtue found in ever short supply in recent times. Let's listen. In our modern American society, we have adopted a new set of values and ethics that are based on the humanist manifesto, a world without God, whether you go to the 1933 or the 1973 or the most recent. The first proclamation is religious humanists regard the universe as self-existing and not created. The second says humanism believes that man is a part of nature and that he has emerged as a result of a continuous process. Five says, humanism asserts that the nature of the universe depicted by modern science makes unacceptable any supernatural or cosmic guarantees of human values. Six says, we are convinced that the time has passed for theism, deism, modernism, and the several varieties of new thought. The eleven says, Man will learn to face the crisis of life in terms of his knowledge of their naturalness and probability. Reasonable and manly attitudes will be fostered by education and supported by custom. We assume that humanism will take the path of social and mental hygiene and discourage sentimental and unreal hopes and wishful thinking. Poof, God is gone. And when you remove God from your worldview, watch out. Because the dam has just cracked. And there's a lot of water behind there. The only thing that happens is destruction, ladies and gentlemen. Two authors in the 1990s declared, as they did the most comprehensive survey of morals in America, the book is The Day America Told the Truth. It's secular. Listen to what they say. Lying has become a cultural trait in America. Lying is embedded in our national character. Americans lie about everything and usually for no good reason. Only 31% of us believe that honesty is the best policy. Amazing. And so we come to the ninth commandment. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor, which we want again approach from a threefold perspective here. Like all the previous, we first want to look at the proclamation of the commandment. Secondly, we want to look at the interpretation of the commandment. And then thirdly, we're going to finish with the transgression 
of the commandment. The proclamation of the commandment. Once again, remember here that it is the second table of the law, the ninth commandment here. The second table, remember, deals with man's relationship to man, righteousness, that right living, that horizontal plane, proper conduct. We understand we're supposed to conduct ourselves in a certain way towards one another. The second table is the result, remember, of the first, uh, the source of man's relationship. You can't properly exercise the second without the first. That vertical axis is key for a proper worldview. If you remove God from your worldview, then anything goes. And no one can tell you that's wrong or right. That's what relativism is so popular today, okay? The horizontal plane, a man is the recipient of my worldview. If I see you as an extension of God, a creation of God, then I have a responsibility towards you. If I see you just as a product of chance, then the chance is you may not survive. Couldn't survival of the fittest, right? The second table is a parallel to the first, as we've said before. The first commandment being the foundation of the next three, an extension of the first. And the fifth commandment being the foundation of the next five and the extension of the fifth. The first two deal with thoughts, and they parallel the tenth. The third deals with words and parallels the ninth. And the fourth deals with deeds and parallels the sixth, the seventh, and the eighth. And so they're intertwined. They're interrelated. They're connected. Now the ten words or commandments begin and end, as we've pointed out in the other studies, with thoughts. Because God alone sees and knows everything. Jeremiah put it this way, Jeremiah 6, 19. Here, O earth, behold, I will certainly bring calamity on this people, the fruit of their thoughts, because they have not heeded my words nor my law, but rejected it. The ninth commandment is based on the Judeo-Christian understanding that God is the epitome of truth and demands it of man. Listen to some scriptures, Deuteronomy 32.4. He is a rock, the rock. His work is perfect, for all his ways are justice, a God of truth and without injustice, righteous and upright is he. He can't do wrong. Psalm 25.5, lead me in your truth to teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. On you I wait all day. Psalm 25.10, all the paths of the Lord Yahweh are mercy and truth to such as keep his covenant and his testimonies. Psalm 26.3, for your loving kindness is before my eyes and I have walked in your truth. Psalm 33.4, the word of the Lord Yahweh is right and all his work is done in truth. Psalm 40, verse 11, do not withhold your tender mercies from me, O Lord Yahweh. Let your loving kindness and your truth Continually preserve me. Psalm 51, 6. Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part you will make me to know wisdom. One more. Numbers 23, 19. God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he said, and will he not do? Or has he spoken, and will he not make it good? Yes, he will. He can't lie. And since we're created in his image, he requires the same of us because we have the potential 
Now, the ninth commandment, notice again, is based on the Judeo-Christian acknowledgement that God is a sinner by the fall and is prone to lie. This goes against all that you get taught in school, young people. They tell you that man is basically good, but I've told you always finish a sentence, good for nothing. Man is not good. Why did you lock your car at the parking lot this morning? Why do you have alarms on your house? When Aristotle, who was a Grecian philosopher, as you know, and he was a tutor of Alexander the Great, he was once asked what a man could gain by uttering falsehood. He replied, not to be credited when he tells the truth. Like the little boy that cries wolf all the time, right? Pretty soon you say, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't believe him. Let me give you some statistics. Lying on resumes. July 27, 206. This is Secure Solutions International. The statistics. 50 to 80% can be easily classified as misleading. 40 to 60% have inconsistencies regarding past employment, such as title, responsibility, salary, and company information. 20 to 30% falsify some education. 25 to 30% give false references. 20 to 30% falsify some aspect of military service. 70%, the number according to a recent study by the Society of Human Resource Management of college students who said they would lie on a resume to get a job. 70%. There are no values, no absolutes. Some of the most recent highly publicized cases of lying to get a job are the following. David Edmondson, former president and CEO of Radio Shack, an investigation by the Fort Worth Star-Telegram discovered David Edmondson didn't hold degrees in theology and psychology, despite what his resume and corporate biography said, 2006. George O'Leary resigned as Notre Dame's football coach five days after being hired, admitting he lied about his academic and athletic background. He didn't have a master's degree and never even played football in college. December 13, 201. Joe Biden, who was seeking the Democratic presidential nomination, had apparently plagiarized passages and speeches and interviews as well as inflated his academic record 1987. He is now our Vice President of the United States. Michael Brown, who headed the Federal Emergency Management Agency when Hurricane Katrina hit, came under heavy criticism for his performance. He was replaced after an investigation by Time Magazine found discrepancies in his online legal profile and official bio. You can go on the internet and get more. The amount of dishonesty is on every level today. Churches are no exception. You can lie by twisting the truth just a bit or omitting certain things that are vital for a person to make a logical and wise decision. You can lie by adding to the information to embellish or minimize the risk 
or danger. You can embellish, exaggerate, and fabricate facts to serve your own purposes. You can lie by simply just fabricating the facts, information, a big story that never even existed. You can lie by just being silent when you need to speak up and expose the lie. Romans 3, 4 puts it this way. Indeed, let God be true and every man a liar, as it is written, that you may be justified in your words and may overcome when you are judged. Romans 3, 4. The proclamation of the ninth commandment is a charge against all mankind. Now, secondly, let's look at the interpretation of the commandment. The ninth commandment is very specific prohibition. As the others, the command again is in the negative, also recorded in Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 20. The first three in the first table of the Decalogue were in the negative, as you know. The fourth and the fifth are in the positive, and the last five also are in the negative. The ratio is eight commandments in the negative and two In the positive, the ninth commandment is addressed to the people of God. Take note. The prohibition is personal and individual. You shall not. The Jews were present. They hear the voice of God commanding this of them. They could not plead ignorance. The prohibition is stated by the phrase, bear false witness. Three words. Bear, to answer, reply, to respond. False meaning lying, deceiving, or fraudulent. And by the way, the text in Deuteronomy 5.20 there, uh, it's a different word here than the word false. The word there in Deuteronomy means emptiness, worthless, or vain. Again, emphasizing the falsehood and untruthfulness of the words to be uttered. The last word is witness. It means testimony. Or evidence. And so the prohibition is against saying false things that are not true in the most simple way against your neighbor, which means companion, friend, fellow citizen. Notice the responsibility of every Israelite as a member of the covenant community was to have the highest regard when it came to integrity of telling the truth under oath before God. This is the context. It's in a judicial context, a courtroom context that judges God. And he needs no information. But the principle is the maintaining of integrity before God on every level, not merely judicial matters. Now, the law required two Witnesses at least. Deuteronomy 19.15 says, uh, One witness shall not rise against a man concerning any iniquity or any sin that he commits. By the mouth of two or three witnesses, the matter shall be established. Because, you know, you might hate somebody or you might have ill feelings, you might lie. But to get someone to lie with you, to corroborate your lie, there were severe consequences. And we'll see that. So consequences do deter crime. 
We're taught today in school and in society that they do not. It stands against all reason and evidence. The prohibition is against the act of the will, knowingly enacting in concert with the falsehood expressed to slander, accuse, or charge a person by an oath under God. The motive is maliciousness to cause injury socially, emotionally, and even physically in matters of life and death, judicially, as we'll see. The reason could vary. Hate, resentment, bitterness, revenge, covetousness, envy, and you can keep the list going. A person fully knowing this, his actions are first sinning against God, being an Israelite. Because he knows there's only one God, and he knows he's all-knowing, he's all-powerful, he's all-present. And he's still doing this. Now, if they had no potential to do it, he wouldn't say, don't do it. You tell your little kid, just one-year-old, don't do that. And they'll say, no. Or they'll do it. The reason being the supreme judge of truth is God, the constant listener to all conversations, good and evil. Now notice the ninth commandment, bearing false witness against one's neighbor, is the violation of several commandments. The ninth commandment of false witness is a violation of the first and the third Lying before God and taking God's name in vain vain, under oath. The person was being dishonest towards God, challenging his ability to punish him. That's what you're saying. Your your kid does the same thing when they're little. When they disobey, I want to see if you're going to keep your word. We've all seen little Johnny at the store, right? Kicking and fighting, and mom says, one more time. It's already been 100 times, but Johnny knows he has 151 times. The ninth commandment, a false witness, is a violation of the fifth, sixth, and the eighth commandment, dishonoring parents, destroying one's life, and stealing one's reputation. A person being dishonest towards his neighbor, attacking the person's integrity and character. This is norm in America. Everybody says anything they want and they don't have to back anything up. Newspapers print stories that are not true. Newscasters. Our news is so whacked out, so liberal. The ninth commandment also could be added to the list of the works of the flesh in Galatians 5.22 because it's not an exhaustive list. Listen to Malachi, the last prophet of the Old Testament. Malachi 3.16. Then those who feared the Lord Yahweh spoke to one another, and the Lord Yahweh listened and heard them. So a book of remembrance was written before him for those who feared the Lord Yahweh and who meditated on his name. Great way to close the book. I have to remember that as a Christian. I forget. Maybe you don't. But I do. Because I'm a rotten sinner. The ninth commandment 
can be broken in different and various ways. The most obvious, as we have stated, is to give false testimony intentionally about someone while knowing it is untrue. The most common in the context, again, would be under oath before God, which would be a courtroom scenario. The motive, again, is to harm the person. This would, again, hold true to our system of a judge and a jury. And if you lie in every way to give false testimony against a person or the case, it's called perjury. And there are consequences for perjury straight across the board. Though we don't enforce them anymore because the courts are so backed up that they let things slide and they only prosecute the federal level and not all of them at that time. And once in a while, they'll grab a scapegoat and make an example of them. And so we are, by not executing consequences to perjury, we are increasing the problem of perjury, be it on the stand or be it lying on the social level. Because we're saying it pays off. And if you don't correct your child from lying, then he will grow up to be a liar. Because he figures it pays off. Leviticus 19.12 says, And you shall not swear by my name falsely, nor shall you profane the name of your God. I am the Lord Yahweh. The person can receive false information. Another way. And pass it on as true without verifying the information and therefore is guilty. You are responsible for information you receive to make sure it's true before you spit it out your mouth. The person is being party to the false witness. The person is guilty like the perpetrator of the lie. Deuteronomy 19, 16 through 19 says, If a false witness rises against any man to testify against him of wrongdoing, then both men in the controversy shall stand before the Lord Yahweh, before the priests and the judges and serve, that serve in those days. And the judges shall make careful inquiry. And indeed, if the witness is a false witness who has testified falsely against his brethren, then you shall do to him as he thought to have done to his brother. So you shall put away the evil from among you. So if you, in those days, witnessed falsely, yeah, this guy took my cousin's cattle, you know, and he, I saw him take the cow. I saw him. Yeah, I verify that. Amen. And then they find you'll be a liar. Then if the penalty was to restore five or sevenfold, then you would have to do that. If you testify against someone on capital cases of murder, the penalty would be death. And if you were found to be false, you would die. It was, you know, there was a great incentive not to lie. It was a selfish incentive, but it was an incentive, incentive anyway. You understand? So don't tell me that there's no deterrence to capital punishment or consequence on any level. The individual can be party to false information by giving testimony to confirm the false facts against a person. The person knowingly repeats the false information. The person is doing so knowing it will bring harm to the person, slandering them falsely. Proverbs 17, 4 says, An evildoer gives heed to false lips, and a liar listens eagerly to a spiteful tongue. There's some people that salivate. They just love this kind of stuff. Stop people there in their tracks. Tell them, we don't allow gossip. We don't allow slander. We don't allow that here. 
Pastor Xavier Reese and the simple truths of the Ninth Commandment today. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. And there's much more of this message to come next time. But if your schedule won't permit you to tune in, as always, you can pick up a copy. And the title you want to ask for is simply The Simple Truths of Integrity. It's available on CD for just $4. And this might be a study you'd like to pass on to someone in your church or Bible study when you're through. Now, once again, the title to ask for is The Simple Truths of Integrity. Or simply mention today's date. You can request your copy by writing Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. Or to make your request by phone, call 800-926-1485. Again, that's 800-926-1485. Or the address, once again, is Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. And thanks for mentioning the call letters of this station when you get in touch. This helps us track the effectiveness of this ministry in your area. And then join us for more Simple Truths next time with Pastor Xavier Reese. Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese, a daily half-hour broadcast, is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California www.calvarychapelpasadena.com